I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's Friday night. I have never done a Friday night podcast here by myself. This is usually Lance Williams territory with his. Yeah, I said it. Lance is busy. And so you got me for the third straight night. Uh, Lance, on the other hand, he is, I believe, at a concert tonight. And you'll get two straight days of Lance Williams as he brings you either the. Yeah, I said it tomorrow. Um and then he'll do the, it's his turn for the Steelers burning question leading up to the game on Monday night. So Q and a style, you should know what this is like by now. This is where you get a chance to ask questions and hopefully I have some answers for you. If we are struggling to get some questions going, cause I have no idea how many people are actually going to tune in live on a Friday night. The live chat's starting to get flowing. That's awesome to see. I really appreciate everyone's support. I do want to mention before we get started, all of our podcasts, the best way you can help us. Now, granted, I'm not going to complain if you want to use the Super Chat feature, which is that small little money sign next to the comment uh, bar where you can write in your comments, and you can donate any amount of money directly to the program. It goes to the program. We try to put it back into the program as best as possible, but... If you don't want to give your money, and I don't blame you if you don't, the best thing you can do is to give this video a like. Hit the thumbs up button. Doing that helps get our exposure out. YouTube recognizes that. It's all part of their algorithm to help us get more exposure. Also, 
Subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Go to YouTube.com, search BTSC Steelers Radio, and subscribe. The last I checked, we had 4,160, and as Lance said this week, the goal is 5,000 by the end of the season. I think that's very, very doable. But give this video a thumbs up. I'll remind you a little bit later on, and if you listen only in audio platforms, Give us a good review. Give us a good rating, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever. It all goes a long way. I can't say that enough. So, Steelers Q&A. Let's start off, get everyone going, kind of get things juiced up a little bit on this Friday night, celebrating the weekend early. The question that I titled this episode was simple, yet it's a little bit complex as well. And I asked this question on the Steelers preview last night, but I didn't really get a good feel from the live chat what their answer was. I asked Dave and I asked Brian, what area of this Pittsburgh Steelers team do you think needs improved the most? It can be offense. It can be defense. It could even be special teams. Or I guess if you wanted to venture into coaching, which I'm sure many will, it could be coaching too. What area of this team needs to be improved the most. So for me, I said last night it was tackling. But the reason I said tackling was probably because Dave and Brian chose ones were offensive categories that I probably would have probably would have had that above tackling on my list. Things like running the ball well, things like finally being able to drive the ball down the field and have some semblance of a deep passing game, something the Steelers haven't had really in 2019, even when Ben Roethlisberger was healthy. So I kind of thought out of the box and tried to think, okay, outside of what they said, what would be an area of improvement that I think that would have a need? And I went with tackling because there's been a lot of missed tackles and it can be an absolute killer. You, you see a lot of these third and ridiculously long conversions and a lot of them come down to missed tackles. So for me, I said tackling, but I really want to hear what you have to think, because this is what this Q&A is all about. I'm going to ask a question, you answer, and you can ask questions and I'll answer. So let's get started. All right, so, so uh, the Sheep M says the biggest improvement is the defense. The offense needs uh, the most help at the moment. So, yeah, I think in terms of where would they need to improve, you're pointing at the offense. Cree, who's a longtime listener of the show, he says offensive line, then the wide receivers. Tough to disagree, but the one thing about the offensive line I want to mention is that the offensive line is doing a tremendous job in pass protection. They've only surrendered five sacks in the entire season. Only five. Compare that to the team they're playing on Monday night, the Miami Dolphins, who've surrendered 24 already. That's right. They've played six games. It's an average of four sacks per game. Okay. Mark Davison brings up that Cameron Sutton is tackling well. Yes, but there's for every one, I feel like there's two that are struggling. So although yes, we'll give Cam Sutton a big pat on the back and say, good job. At the same time, I think there's still a lot of room for improvement in that category. Um, Alex Flores is the running backs and then the wide receivers. Um, uh, Brandon with the obvious scoring touchdowns. Of course, that's always where they need to. Um, Michael tool brings up offensive line again. He said, they're fine. They've given up the fewest sacks in the NFL. That's what I, I just mentioned that. And I agree hundred percent, but they're, and again, I also look at the fact that they're just not opening up a lot of holes. So as great as they are in pass protection, they're struggling in run blocking. So 
take that for what it's worth. I'll still keep an eye on these answers as they roll in, but we have a couple questions coming in. Now this is where you can ask any question that you'd like, and uh, I'll try to answer as many as I can. If you want to use the super chat feature, again, it's a small little money sign to the bottom right of the comment bar, and you can put in any amount of money. It'll guarantee to get your question answered. So Mark says, um, do you think the, the defense will play more energy slash anger with Vince? Well, considering the fact that Mark Barron as of Friday, and this is not the final injury report, as of Friday was still a limited participant, I would say that you can expect Vince Williams and Devin Bush on the field together on Monday night. And I think that if, it, if everything goes well, that might be your duo moving forward, period. Um, I think that it's one of those situations where Mark Barron, I never felt was brought in to be an every down, every day starter. Maybe that's just me. But I never felt that Mark Barron was brought in to be that guy. Vince Williams hurts his hamstring. They don't have a lot of depth there. He's more athletic than Tyler Matakavich. And so he got the start. We all saw what took place after that. And so when Vince Williams came back and he was injected into the lineup, he injected this defense with some swagger that they didn't have and all of a sudden you see Devin Bush playing a little bit different you see Mike Hilton playing a little bit different and don't think for a second that Minka Fitzpatrick in the back half has not made a tremendous improvement and it might not always be noticeable he's a great communicator that's something that Keith Butler said in his media session this week that his ability to get everyone where they're supposed to be and communicate from one side to the other is really really impressive and that's his pedigree Went to Alabama, played for Nick Saban. We all know about that program in college football. He was a, a top 10 first-round draft pick, and now he's on the Steelers. So for me, I think that absolutely uh, Vince Williams and Devin Bush will probably be your due. If they play well, which they should, I can see them being together moving forward. With Devin, with, um, I'm sorry, Mark Barron got a little lost there mentally with Mark Barron actually being the guy that comes in on sub packages and, th and things of that nature. All right. Brandon asks, what do you think it will take for our return teams to put our offense in good field position? Well, first and foremost, um, the, the return game is tough based on the fact that kickoff returns are basically becoming a, an extinct part of the NFL game. And because kickers just kick it out of the end zone, because it's such a gamble now to take it out of the end zone, they've basically rewarded teams for taking a knee or letting it go out of the end zone. So in that regard, I, I would just be happy if it's in the end zone, just kneel it every time. But there are teams like the Ravens that are really good at kicking that high kickoff that doesn't get to the end zone. It is a tremendous play if you have good special teams, and the Ravens do. And so they can pin you inside the 25 where you would have gotten the football, and that's tough. But on the flip side, there's a punt returns. I'm not sure what – I'm really not sure what the heck is going on with their punt return teams. I shouldn't be shocked. It's never been good. But at the same time, I guess I expected a little bit more. Um, we'll see how that pans out, but that's a really good point. Special teams putting the offense with good field position. Okay, Snowman gives us $5 in the tip jar. Appreciate that, Snowman. Um, he said, do you think the Steelers will break their sack record? Well, that's a tough one. 
right now, I, I honestly, I'm focusing on whether this team can get to 50 sacks for a third straight year. That's, that's what I'm really looking for. Because if they do that, according to Brian Anthony Davis, and I need to double check this, according to him, if they were to get 50 sacks for the third straight year, they'd be the first team in NFL history to do so. I, I trust Brian. I know Brian personally. I, I know he wouldn't say that on a platform like our podcast unless he knew it was true. So if that's the case, I'm rooting for them hard to get 50. Will they get their record, beat the record? <laughs> that's tough. Um, they're on pace, but we'll see. They're going to have to have, and they've had these the past two years, a couple games like they had against Cincinnati earlier this season where they have eight sacks in the game seven sacks, six sacks in a game, all this stuff. Uh, they, you have to have those big outputs to get those high numbers. And they've had those so far. I get, Obviously, I mentioned the Cincinnati game where they had eight sacks, but they're going to have to have another performance like that, maybe against Miami, a team that's surrendering four sacks a game, that the offensive line's not very good. Uh, will they be able to do without Stefan Tuitt? That's another question. So... It's interesting to see. I think they go, I'm looking forward to them trying to get 50. I don't think they break the record, but I do think they set a new record by having 50 sacks for three years in a row. Next question, Alex says, do you think it's possible to let go of Moncrief and pick up someone else? It's always possible. Uh, for instance, they would gain that third round draft pick that we've talked about so much if they release Moncrief by week 10. They still don't have to do anything this week. They don't have to do anything next week. They just have to release him before week 10. So for me, I, I look at this, this team right now, especially with James Washington, even though he was a full participant in practice on Friday, with him being kind of banged, kind of banged up, um, I look at him and say, uh, if James Washington is healthy, then why do we need Dante Moncrief? They're just not using him. They would rather throw deep to Johnny Holton than they would Dante Moncrief. And Dante Moncrief was is the highest highest paid free agent, I believe, on the football team. And so if they cut him, and I think they will cut him, it would be a huge indictment on the front office. And the Steelers don't like to admit that they made a mistake. They never have, and they never will, like to admit that they made a mistake. And if they cut him, they will admit that they made a big mistake. Now, I don't think fans will be on their back as much as maybe at one time they would have been based on the fact that they would know why they cut him. You say, hey, we have to cut this guy because we need that third-round draft pick, period. And so people would understand that. And I don't think anyone would complain about it. I don't think they would complain about cutting him. I think they would complain about it signing him in the first place. But I don't think anyone in their right mind that's ever watched football, that's ever watched Dante Moncrief play, would have expected this to happen when he comes to Pittsburgh. Talk about a horrible start to a career. In the preseason, he has that one catch, one fumble, and he's out of the game. Then all of a sudden, the regular season starts. He can't catch anything. Uh, second week against Seattle is when the ball goes through his hands, hits his helmet, gets intercepted. It was a turning point of that game. Um, he did make a. He finally made a catch against Los Angeles in week six. It's just not worth it for me. Um, it's just not worth it at all. So let's see. We have a couple other questions to get through here. Um, 
Free says, why do you think the Pittsburgh thinks so highly of Holden? He hasn't done anything for us this year, just like Moncrief, but he does play special teams. Remember that. A lot of times, those 53, those 51, 52, 53 spots on the 53-man roster come down to special teams. And so he is, um, yeah, he's absolutely valuable in that regard. And so that's probably why they sit, they sit, think so highly of him. Michael asked, do you agree? Bush and Vince are better than Bush and Barron. Vince is a great communicator, knows the defense inside and out. Barron is most most more the quiet type, like Bush is right now. I do think right now that the Bush and Vince is better than uh, Bush and Barron. Based on one thing, and I said this to Lance Williams, if you're looking at this Pittsburgh Steelers defense and you're saying, well, Vince Williams can't play because he, he struggles in coverage. Okay. That's that's well known. Everyone knows that. But then if you look at it and say, well, we're going to play Mark Barron because he's better in coverage. Well, where is that film? Because I haven't seen it. He struggled in coverage this year. And so I look at it and say, if you have Vince Williams, who is struggles in coverage, is a great blitzer and great in run support, look at Mark Barron, struggling in coverage, not a great blitzer, to... Some would say he's a little undersized in run support. You would play Vince Williams. If you're going to have both players, excuse me, struggle in run support, then you might as well play the guy that can also stop the run and play the guy that's also a really good blitzer and putting pressure on the quarterback. So for me, it's a no brainer at this point, and hopefully it'll be that way moving forward. But that's what I think. I think that the uh, Devin Bush and Vince Williams duo will be the duo for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. All right, Alex asks, "Who is the key to the defense and offense in uh, the win to win Monday night?" I've said this on our show last night, the Steelers preview. You can go back and check that out, by the way. Uh, myself, Dave, and Brian. I said that the X factor on defense was none other than Minka Fitzpatrick going up against his old team. You know, he's the guy that said he wanted out. They said that he wanted. He wanted a fresh start. He got it. Time to prove that you made the right decision. I think he makes a couple big plays on offense. I don't think anyone could say anyone other than one of two players, and that would be Mason Rudolph at the quarterback coming off the concussion, coming off the bye week. High expectations for him, as well as James Conner. Can he continue to carry the load? Those are who I think you guys can agree or disagree in the live chat. That's what it's for. Um, Greg asks, it's a great question. Is the quarterback play holding back wide receiver production. This was brought up when uh, Lance and I were talking about is, is Juju Smith-Schuster a true number one? You know, is, is he a true number one wide receiver? That was the question that we were discussing. And uh, the fan base wants to say yes right away. And, but Lance and I, we kind of had some different criteria and it didn't work out that, we both said that maybe as of right now, he's not 
a number one wide receiver. But there's a huge caveat or a huge asterisk, whatever you want to call it, to this, and that is the fact that he is catching footballs from a player or players that have little to no experience in the National Football League as a starter. I know that Mason Rudolph is not a rookie, but he might as well be a rookie based on the fact that he didn't even dress once in 2018, his rookie season. And so now he's learning on the fly. He's learning how to game plan. It's not that he's ever game plan, but the NFL is a different beast. He's coming from the Big 12. They don't play defense in the Big 12. And now all of a sudden he's having to get ready for teams like the Ravens, the Patriots. And that's tough. It's really tough. The Seahawks, um, the San Francisco 49ers, all very good defenses. So uh, it's going to be different. But at, at the same time, I think that, yeah, you could say that the wide receiver production, if Ben Roethlisberger were healthy, it might be a little bit better. I'm not going to say it would be drastically better, but it might be a little bit better. Um Michael says, what do you think happened to Baron? If you watch his highlights, some of the plays he makes are awesome and he hits hard all the time, but I haven't seen that yet since he's been with us. Uh, sometimes there are, there are some players, Michael, that the mental process slows down the physical process. And I hope that makes sense. I hope I, I am not just like jabbering on about nonsense. If he's thinking too much about where am I supposed to be, Am I getting everyone? Because I remember one time he had the green dot on his helmet. He was the guy that was communicating everything to everyone else. And so when you have the green dot, you have a lot of responsibility. And so I think that there, there were times where he was maybe thinking things too much and not just reacting. You see this with Devin Bush now. Devin Bush is just playing. He's literally just going out there, reading the play, reacting, hitting the hole hard, making tackles, flying all over the field. We are just now going into week eight, starting to see the tip of the iceberg in terms of Devin Bush's overall athleticism and his overall playmaking ability. And when you think of it that way, that's a scary proposition for the opposition, <laughs> scary proposition for the opposition. Say that five times fast, because Think about what he's done so far. Six turnovers, two interceptions, is top 10 in the NFL in terms of tackles. He's the only rookie in the top 10 that can claim that he's making plays. He's always around the football. Therefore, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. And so uh, I think Barron was maybe having a little bit of that uh, paralysis by analysis, we'll say. Thinking a little too much. So that's what I think. Snowman's asked, uh, will the Steelers let Mason Rudolph throw deep? I don't necessarily want to see him throw deep all the time. Um, you know, for me, it's just those intermediate routes. And believe it or not, if you go back and watch the Baltimore game, he was hitting those routes. I'm talking those 15 to 20 yard passes down the field. Yeah, they should throw it deep. And yeah, they should give him a chance. And yeah, if he is actually intercepted, I honestly don't care. I, they have to do it because if you don't press the ball downfield, then they're just going to crowd the box, stop the run, and dare you to make that throw. You have to try and make that throw once in a while. Alex says, did you get your Mason jersey? If not, are you aware? I have not gotten a Mason uh, Rudolph jersey yet. Um, not really waiting for anything other than uh, just basically just haven't done it yet. So um, when I do get it, I will wear it for sure. I will wear it. Um, let's see here. See if we have any other questions here. I'll ask you guys a question while we're waiting. Um, uh, here we go. Mark asked a question before I get to my question. Mark says, week eight, our team is getting healthy. 
Is this the beginning we see a winning streak of games? Well, I definitely think and hopefully see a streak of two, but I also think that this team could go on a little run, especially if they start playing up to their capabilities. And I, I really am talking about the offense. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense has been underperforming the entire season, even when Ben Roethlisberger was a quarterback. It's time for them to step up. It's time for the defense to continue doing what they're doing, but it's time for the offense to really make a stand and really put a an exclamation point on their body of work. So for me, absolutely, it's time for this team to step up. So here's my question for you all in the live chat right now. The question is four. I put this in my Friday night six pack on the website behind the steel curtain.com. Check it out. The number's four over under, and that is sacks on Ryan Fitzpatrick on in on Monday night football. Do they go over or do they go under? I set it at four because that's what they average. The Dolphins average surrendering four sacks a game right now. Do they get more than that? Do they go under that? I want to know from you. You can put an O, you can put a U, you can put over, under, whatever. Let me know in the live chat whether you think the Steelers will have four or more sacks or whether they'll have less than four. It'll be really interesting to see what you all think. So far, we see Michael, Mark. Um, wow, Mark says eight. Uh, King says over. Lex says over. I don't see anyone saying under. Alex says over by three. Uh, so you guys are seeing a big, wow. Over, over, over. No one's saying under. I could I could maybe see this being a push at four sacks or maybe even three. Maybe they hit Fitzpatrick a ton, but they don't get to him. Remember, uh, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. A lot of people are saying over. I agree with you. I say over as well. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, let's go with another question from the Friday Night Six Pack. Uh, here we go. The Steelers are averaging just over 20 points a game right now. Offensively, averaging 20 points a game. Where do you think that this team needs to be in terms of points per game for them to be considered, not just with, that their offense considered to be, you know, uh, a capable unit? I'll put it that way. I'm not suggesting they're going to be with the top of the league or anything like that. I don't think they're going to come close to touching 30 points per game, which used to be the, the goal every year at you know, uh, under my, under Todd Haley. So 20 is the number right now. Where do they need to go? Put that number in the live chat right now. So K horse is uh 27. The Joker says 25 points per game. And you got to remember they, they have 20, just over 20 points per game. And they scored three in week one. So they're actually not doing as bad as people think. But here are some other numbers. Uh, Dion says 30 points per game. Snowman, 22 points. Well, that's not that drastic from what you're seeing right now. Another 27, 25, 31. Uh, Mark says 26 with a lot of defensive help. Um, 27. So a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's, it's one or the other. Now, I do want to bring this up. Uh, Vodka Drinker says, don't forget about uh, Terrell Edmonds complimenting Bush's play. There are some aspects of this defense that get unnoticed, and that would definitely be one of them. Uh, for sure, I think Terrell Edmonds is playing better. Uh, some might disagree if he's playing at a first-round draft pick level, but I think he is playing better, and therefore, you know, it, it kudos to him. He might not be making the splash plays that you want to see, but that just might not be his MO. Hopefully that's Minka Fitzpatrick's MO. 
which, by the way, how many turnovers do you think Minka Fitzpatrick causes this Monday night against the Dolphins at Heinz Field? He's going against his former team. You know he wants to stick it to him. You know he wants to say, you guys, hey, you want to trade me? I wanted to be traded, but you all pulled the trigger, so you wanted to get rid of, rid of me as much as I wanted to get out of there. I'm going to show you guys what you're missing. How many turnovers does Minka have a hand in? We'll, we'll change it to have a hand in. So, for instance, if he causes a fumble, he might not recover that fumble, but he forced the fumble. Therefore, he would have a hand in that turnover. So there's a lot of people saying two, three for some people. Uh, Cheka 12 says one. I agree with that. I think one. I could see him getting an interception or a fumble recovery, something like that. I would love it if people like Cree, who says three, Mark Davidson says two, um, you know, Lex says three. I, I think it'd be awesome to see him get a bunch. Um, here's a good question from Mason or from Brandon Reese. It, I feel like Mason's going to have 300 passing plus passing yards. What's your stat line for Mason Rudolph in this game coming up? Does he have 300 passing yards? Does he throw for more than two touchdowns? Does he throw any interceptions? What do you think? Um, for instance, I'm going to guess that I'd say, I think that I said this the other night. I think that Mason Ruff does go over 300. I think he throws three touchdowns, uh, one to James Conner and the other two. I think he gets James Washington one. I think James Washington absolutely gets, finally gets that. So what do you think in the live chat right now? We have a few minutes left. I didn't want this to be a ridiculously long show. Here we go. We got some stat lines coming in. Uh, Mark says 23 to 27 for 240. No touchdowns, Mark. I'm surprised. I think he would probably get one in there. Um, let's see here. A lot of 325 and three TDs, 250 and three TDs, 306 and three touchdowns, 265 and two touchdowns, 265 and two 325 and two man, that would be a big night for uh for Mason Rudolph. 278, three touchdowns. It'll be great to see. I, I really hope that he lives up to all these. <laughs> Except the 18 of 19, X Eddie B. I'd like to hear your explanation for that. He's 18 and 19 for 229 yards. Maybe just a game manager. Is that what you're thinking? I'm not sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So... Uh, yeah, let's hear 150 all-purpose yards for Connor. I think that's a good stat line. Absolutely. You can go ahead and fire away if you want to take a gander or a guess, I should say, at uh, James Connor's stat line coming up on Monday night. Now, Vodka Drinker, don't want to miss this. He puts $6.66. I don't look at that as being satanic. I look at that as a bunch of Mario Lemieux numbers in front of me. He said, we just have to choose our shots downfield. If it's picked, it's just as good as a punt. Let's play football, Steelers. I think it's just time to not handle Mason Rudolph with kid gloves. Take the kid gloves off and let him sling it. Let him sling it around. Because let's be honest, that's what the quarterback was doing before he got hurt with an elbow. So you might as well, they were fine with it then. That's what I don't get. You know, all these 
fans are like, ah, oh, you know, Ben, he's going to throw some picks. He's a gunslinger and all this stuff. But at the same time, well, there's all these other things going on. And like if Mason Rudolph were to throw interceptions, they'd probably be livid. Well, it comes with the territory. If you want him to be super safe and do a little check down, check down, check down, and four-yard pass, four-yard pass, then he's not going to turn the ball over. But if you want him to drive it down the field, he's going to have to take some risks. He's going to have to take some shots. And so you can't be upset with the interceptions. Now, if it's a key interception, that's different. Know the situation, know what's going on, and know how to handle that situation for sure. I have a people, uh, some people throwing in James Conner stat lines. Connor has his first 100 yard game. That's a mark. King says Connor 18 rushes, 80 yards, 55 receiving yards. I like that. I, I think that's going to be more of his, his MO this year is, is all purpose yards. You know, like Chris has 130 all purpose yards for that. Uh, Dante Harris says that Benny Snell Jr. Steals the show, ride the hot hand, man. I'm not sure. I'm not so that, uh, not sure I'm going to see Benny Snell steal the show. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but never know. Dion says, love your show. Tell Lance to move back to Pittsburgh. Better internet connection. Uh, yeah, I think Lance is pretty comfy, cozy out there on the West Coast, but I think he's always going to have those Pittsburgh roots for sure. Uh, here we go. A couple more. Uh, Connor, uh, as like I said, uh, 200 all-purpose yards. Wow, that's like a butt-naked Rob day. If he has that day, uh, heck yeah, that would be awesome. Here's another good one. Let's talk about this while we finish up the show. How many points scored by the defense? Meaning, do this do the the defense actually add total to the offensive stats? Do they get a touchdown? A la Devin Bush in Los Angeles in week six. Does he, you know, picks up the force fumble and he runs it in for a touchdown? Do or does the Steelers defense hit pay dirt? In week eight, let me know what you think. It'll be interesting to see. I think they do. I did predict that they're going to have one defensive touchdown. Um, and so some people are saying they're going to have 14 to two touchdowns. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And people forget, and I, I'm going to say that, you know, liberal Rod, he says, I think we have all four running backs in this one. And that's the fact that Knicks, everyone's forgetting about Knicks. Um, he could be back this Sunday or Monday. Goodness gracious, Jeff. Yeah, he could be back, and I think that's going to be really, really interesting to see how they use him, or do they use him? Because everyone's excited about Knicks. I'm more excited for his special teams play, because as of right now, if Randy Feetner is calling the plays, and if they're still going to throw out things like uh, the way that they did with Ben Roethlisberger, then they're not even going to use him, because they never used him. I don't understand why they didn't use him. I'm not saying I was happy they didn't use him, but they just never used him as a fullback, except in specific situations. So I'm excited to have him back. I'll be even more excited when he actually gets repetitions at fullback and not just as a special teams guru or goal line or short yardage. So keep that in the back of your mind. So to kind of recap of things here, um, answer a lot of questions, which I'm really happy that we had almost a hundred people on a Friday night. That's pretty impressive. Kudos to everyone for sitting in here with me on this Friday night to talk some Pittsburgh Steelers football. Uh, it shows you that most people don't care about the World Series that much. Still, um, remember, if you want to help the program, give this video a thumbs up. Give this video a thumbs up. Uh, comment if you want. Uh, all those things like comments, thumbs up. Um, subscribing to the channel really, really help our channel in terms of exposure. So it does go a long way. It doesn't take any effort at all. You just go pop 
and click the <laughs> thumbs up button. It helps. Trust me. Um, Alex says, what did, what is my score prediction? I said that the Steelers win on Monday night, 30 to 13. They cover the 14 point spread and all is well with the world as they move to three and four and get ready for two huge games coming back with the Colts and the Rams both at Heinz Field. And we will have all of the content, all of the breakdowns for you right there on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you check out all of our podcasts. Maybe you missed one this week. It's still relative. So go back and check out the Steelers Hangover on Monday. Check out the Stack Geek on Tuesday. The Standard is a Standard Wednesday. The Steelers Preview Thursday. This show you're obviously watching right now. Tomorrow or Sunday will be either the burning question or yeah, I said it both with Lance Williams. So if you're a Lance Williams hater, tune in <laughs> because you will have that live chat to let loose and tell him everything that you feel about how he feels about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I like the Steelers to win on Monday night 30 to 13. I think it's a dominant performance from both the offense and the defense. And I absolutely understand that we all want that. We all want that. And even Lance picked the Steelers. That makes me really, really nervous. But as he always sends it out, tune in. Tell a friend and subscribe. The next time I see you will be late Monday night on the East Coast talking about hopefully a Pittsburgh Steelers win over the Miami Dolphins. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.